Coming to you from McCracken County High School, it is episode 22 of The Main Report. My name is Brendan Evers. I do this show alongside my twin, Jameson Evers, who will be joining us in the next segment. We have an interviewee for today's episode, and it's Elizabeth Corey. Most people don't know her, um, but she is, you know, the more I think about it, is a good interview for the show because she is one of the best archers I have ever seen in this, or for the school, and all. not only that, she made a professional drum corps. So we're going to get into uh, the Drum Corps International aspect of it and also the McCracken County Archery Team. Um, Liz, it's great to have you in the show today. So kind of give us a brief overview of what you do or like how you got into DCI and then also the McCracken Archery Team. So I kind of got into DCI. I was really interested, so I just looked it up and I found uh, the audition page and I went and auditioned and surprisingly did okay. And I made the drum corps in my second. I was one of the first five rookies to get a contract in our trumpet section. And that was last year, right? Yeah, so, that was last uh, year. The pandemic kind of you know, canceled the entirety of the 2020 Drum Corps International season. Yeah, it, it yeah that didn't happen. Yeah, so that that that's awful. But you know. But you, your contract stayed, right, through yeah. this year. Um, yeah. So you get to perform in the 2021 season, correct? Yes. So the show for that season, I'm assuming, uh, is the same, or you're going to kind of keep the same idea? Yeah, we're keeping the same show, which, of course, I can't talk about, because even though as much as I want to talk about our show, because it's awesome, I'm not allowed to leak it. So, Well, but. I remember... Uh, for many any band kids can remember just music city has had their show design has been up and down um i'm gonna say that their most recent one where they were all mice was their most questionable oh yeah um even no one there like even the staff like actively say we hated that show that show was a mistake it was a step backwards, and they've kind of taken a whole new direction. They've ha- they have new people writing the show, new people designing the show, new people um, on the staff for the sections. So it's it's going to be a lot better. It's going to be. It's a step in the right direction oh, that they've gone this oh, year. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like you, like when I when you find out about the show, you will be very excited about it. Like when you hear the concept and all that. See, I can't wait because that's one of the things that I really missed a lot. This, as a band kid myself, you know, Liz and I, we both play trumpet. Um, I really missed drum corps, and I was looking forward to uh, embarrassing you at a at a DCI event by yelling your name before you went out. Yeah. So let's talk about archery, shall we? Um, that's one of the the things that almost nobody knows how to do. It's really cool, though. Um, the archery team, from what I understand, is not a very old. Like, it's not a very, um, it's a pretty new group here at the high school. Um, how many different archers are there for McCracken? Uh, so, at our most recent practice, we've had about, like, seven, and mainly high schoolers. We've had more. Our last season, we had maybe, like, 15, 16 people. So, it's been a pretty successful program for now it's our third year. But with COVID, we've really only had barely one full season. So 
it's we have a decent amount of people for the amount of time we've had as a team did you even get like i know i think the pandemic hit a week before archery state right yeah so i qualified for state many people might not know that but i qualified and then the day before i was supposed to go to state that was when we stopped going to school and they canceled everything and so it was going to be saturday march the 14th right yeah i think so and we school was canceled on uh friday the 13th or that was our last day of school and the khsaa i know on that thursday made decisions to cancel the basketball tournaments so i'm assuming that thursday march 11th was the uh the end of that road as jameson joins us in the studio um this morning on the podcast i'm here guys even though it's not this morning it's like 2 30 yeah Close but enough. this is getting heard in the morning at 8 a.m well if you didn't know we're recording wednesday at 2 30 it's thursday i mean thursday yeah. anyway yeah who knows uh we don't have school tomorrow that's a little weird this is the first time uh that the built-in snow day right has actually like happened like they build it in where just a random day in march they give you the day off and then use it as a snow day makeup yeah but we actually had or we didn't have a snow day because we had virtual days so there we go i mean if it had been last year we would have had a whole bunch of snow days yeah we'd be here till like june 2nd so yeah that's how it is elizabeth Corey is still with us now we were in the middle of talking about archery when jameson came in uh, to the booth now from what you told me before the show is that uh, archery state is this weekend or is yes. coming up right it it's is this saturday weekend. yeah so are you excited did you qualify like how does this work so this year they basically they basically just did like you sign up and you kind of qualify uh there's no like big qualifier because usually you have a bunch of regionals and official like state qualifiers and basically they take your highest score from a qualifier and then they take like the top 100 or so i think and those people qualify uh this year they just kind of did like if you sign up you go and you really were only supposed to sign up your archers who have scores at like a state level so if your archers are scoring well into the 200s you want to put them in for state if you don't just kind of leave them at home don't waste their time yeah so much like wrestling last week though we d- i don't know much about archery um how does the whole team aspect work of it as well as the individual like aspects of it so currently we don't have enough people to make a team i think for the teams you have to have so many boys and so many girls and as a team if you once you have the qualifying number i think it's about like five or seven for each but i'm I, it's been a long time since I've shot on a team, so not 100% sure about those numbers. But once you have the qualifying amount of people, you have a team score, which is this, they add up your score at the end of the tournament of all the people on the team. And then, so they'll have team awards. So like, you know, whatever team had the highest combination score. And you can have teams qualify for state. So basically the same things they do with the individual, where they rank all the teams, high scores at state qualifiers, and then they pick the top so many to go to um, state. And individual is just if you qualify, if you have a high enough score at a state qualifier, you can qualify individually. So that works great for me because we obviously, our team is very new, so we don't have enough teammates to qualify as a team so 
I'm assuming COVID, as with most things, have kind of hurt the growth of, of an activity such as archery. Yeah. Where do you all practice? Like, we, it just seems like the McCracken County High School is so crowded. Like, where do you find a place to even practice? We practice at Heath Middle School. And we practice in their gym. We are trying to kind of get into the Ox Gym. That's kind of where we're wanting to go. Uh, hopefully, the summer enrichment program that they're going to be holding this summer, uh, they're going to be offering archery as one of the enrichment things. And they're planning on setting up a cable for a net in the Ox Gym. So, hopefully, we'll have that space to practice in future. Make it more years. accessible for people at the high school. Yeah, definitely. And it's just a better place in general i'm thinking like one thing that i you know you've never really hear about the mccracken archery team um so like for new like people that might want to do that like for i'm assuming there's probably archers that don't even know mccracken has an act or like the team activity yeah the team's not very well known i mean it's hard to really announce much about the team and stuff but we have practices at like three o'clock on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at Heath Middle School. And if you wanna come, just come. It's it's fun. And it's open to middle schoolers and high schoolers. So So there what if I have no experience we will, showing up? We'll teach you how to shoot. And we have like provided bows because you can only shoot a Genesis compound and I have one, but if you don't have one, the school will offer you one that you use. And that will be your bow, and you'll practice with it, and you'll shoot at competitions with it. So transitioning a little bit away from archery and back, we'll circle back around to drum corps. Um, let's kind of explain drum corps to our listeners here, because for how I like to put it is, I think of it as professional marching band. Yeah, I like when I like to explain the league, because you have the... Uh, world class and then you have open class almost kind of like baseball you have like the major leagues and the minor leagues right and um so you have world class which is what i'm a group i made and they're sort of your major leagues i guess and you have multiple teams and then uh on a non-covid season you would have so you audition for a group and the cutoff age is 21 so if you're older than 21, you can't get in. And you audition, you get a part, you are on this team. Then you have a training camp, which is three weeks long, where you march like 14 hours a day and learn a show and learn the music, memorize it, put it all together. And then you go on tour for a couple months. And then that's where you travel on a bus all around the country and compete at competitions. Sleep on gym floors. Yes. The whole sleep- nine yards, right? Oh, yeah. Sleeping on buses and gym floors. Because um, we stay at high schools. So that we... That sounds horrendous. Yeah. It... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely... Uh, you get to pay to sleep on a gym oh, floor. Oh, yeah. Pay $2,000 to go sleep on a floor for, uh, for two months. Uh, two months out of the year. And yeah. uh, if you're... Well, I mean, the... The reward is kind of there. It's like you get to see yourself progress, but it's like it's essentially working nonstop. You you march. What are you? You're essentially rehearsing for like ten hours of the day, every day for two months. Mm-hmm. So you're and you're also getting to work with an amazing staff of very knowledgeable players 
And so you're learning a lot from them about technique. And then obviously you're playing a lot, so you're getting better. So, and if you really love what you're doing, then you, it, it doesn't sound too bad. But yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not like for the casual musician, right? To just show oh, up. Oh, yeah. It, it takes a lot uh, into it. Now, uh, you know, aside from, you know, just doing this, uh, Jameson uh, and Liz and I, we're friends off the set here. Uh, I've known Elizabeth since freshman year when she showed up. And I'll give a little bit of a backstory. Liz came from Reedland. You've known me for 18 years. Yeah, I've known Jameson for 18 years. Anyway, since Liz came from Reedland. And she shows up at freshman year marching band camp with a cornet. With a cornet is a much smaller trumpet, and it, it's always it's like an old brass cornet. I'm, it's not really. Oh, am I? So this cornet had been passed down in my family from my siblings who did band as like a credit fulfillment thing for their middle schools and high schools, and my brother had destroyed it. Like he, just, I don't know what he did. Wrecked it. Yeah. Um, and so we had to get the whole bell replaced. So half of it is rose gold. And then the other half is like the normal. Is like normal brass color. <laughs> yeah. And then I had a blue plastic mouthpiece. I mean, it was which perfect. Is, and oh, it, everything terrible combined into one. And uh, I mean, I'll put it a little on it, like bluntly. You were not that good at trumpet whenever you oh, showed up. Oh, I was terrible. Which, keep in mind, most people had played sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and then came into freshman band. I had really just played my eighth grade year and then showed up freshman year. So I had two years less experience, experience than everyone else. And the experience I had, I mean, I mean, Reedland, Reedland's great, and Reedland's progressing. But we didn't. Even, we got through like three fourths of the beginner band book as when, an eighth grade. Yeah. So the red book, Jameson. Red book. Yes. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. I didn't even complete the red book, and then I went to we jumped halfway, freshman year we jumped marching like band. The very end of the red book with Mr. Page because we joined band like we joined after halfway Christmas. through the year, but that was still in sixth grade. Yeah. yeah. The red book, and then like. So the blue book was just not the th- not your thing. I didn't even know blue book existed. Like I, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I don't remember this. So yeah, now. you were already a little bit. You you were in band. I was there, grade. but I don't remember it. The that blue much. book. That's okay. That's what we were in. Anyway, uh, slightly behind is a bit of an you understatement. Were, <laughs> just to put, to get back into what we we're talking about, you showed up and you already had less experience than everyone else there. And fast forward to your junior year. And your first chair in the wind ensemble, and you auditioned and made a professional drum corps, meaning that you're like, I'm gonna say, you're probably like in the top 1% of trumpet players. Yeah. Because like, not many people can make a drum corps. Like, yeah. top 1% of trump, trumpet players in the state, in the country. I'm and, currently playing lead for Music City. So, which probably, that probably could change. In the country then. But I'm currently playing lead trumpet for Music City. Now, what does lead mean? Um, so all parts are important. I'll start off by saying that. But lead trumpet is the trumpet you hear with the melody. And DCI, especially now, world class has moved into a lot of like screamer stuff, 
which is like the really cool high notes. So I play a lot of that. And I'm going to stop here and play a clip of something. Yeah, so I do somewhat of that in jazz and then moving on to hopefully do a lot of that in DCI. And yeah, so. So yeah, um, Liz has gotten really good at trumpet. That's the thing. She has some of the best. Uh, I'm trying not to use band phrases because like this is an yeah, audio you're, medium. You're geeking out right Let's now. Let's say band chops here. But yeah, yeah her embouchure is is you're, perfect for band or really for perfect for playing high notes yeah. we, we make fun of liz she plays on the side of her mouth a little bit i play very weirdly but, but it, it works it works it works it, for it's me. her thing so my next ob or my next uh part for this segment yes is we're gonna go over some of our hot takes life. just out of anything out of life i think it'd be fun okay i don't that's kind of vague but okay like, I have a hot take, right? What is it? Your hair is too long. Okay. I don't really think that's a hot take. I that mean, is a hot take. A take. At least it's not a mullet. No, it's not a mullet. Ooh. It's God. it's getting close, but it's it's not a mullet. No, so you can't this, this this top part is not You can't hate it too much. If, it looks the, really top thin. Of, if the top of my head looked like Brinny, then yes, it'd be a mullet. So yeah. The the new age mullet, like who's to, Yeah, who whoever decided, decided to bring cool this back? Again. No. It's awful. Please stop it! Look, they look so dumb. Like I, they just look dumb. I What's will another say, hot take you have? Because I don't, I can't think of any. Ranch is objectively the best condiment on French fries. Ketchup Agreed. and mustard are awful. They're not. They're not like they don't offer anything. Mustard is only good when it's mixed with mayonnaise. That's, they don't. They don't offer anything useful. That's a terrible hot take, Liz. No, but have you ever tried it though? That's Mayonnaise my thing. And mustard. Ugh. Yes, like that mixed together. Because mustard to me is like too much, and the mayonnaise just kind of like calms it down. And then Why it's just a just nice pleasant taste. Plain. Like that's the point. If you have to put condiments what's on something, the point? It's of, not good. What's the point of having things plain in life? Like that, you don't have well, to be so but basic. But the whole point is that it's it's good enough that you don't need it. Like if your fries need ketchup, your fries suck. Ranch just makes the fries better. No, the whole point is if you need something on your fries, your fries aren't good then. You should be able to eat fries by themselves. Okay, so the, then your fries will never need salt then. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah there <laughs> you go. That works. Gotcha. That was the gotcha moment that yeah, you were I waiting for. I knew it was for. coming. I have a joke, though, that I said yesterday that Brittany finds hilarious. I think that was funny, yeah. Liz, what did, what did the fish say when it hit the wall? What did the fish say? Damn. <laughs> good one I, I don't know why you find that so funny you need to tell that one to mr wallace he'll appreciate that I will. oh he probably already left i would say i'll go tell him right now but he's probably gone that's uh i love mr wallace he's a great teacher now we'll kind of get back into some mccracken county things here like well i figure we could we were talking about archery we should probably sli slightly recap over the big sport. Bowling? Wrestling. Yeah, we talked about wrestling last week, so now we've covered archery. I was going to say bowling. 
that's what you're talking about. <laughs> bowling, I, do, I don't know anything I'm about bowling. I actually am in, in classes with some bowlers. But anyway, the basketball district tournament starts tonight on Saturday, or kind of actually in the afternoon. Uh, the Lady Mustangs play at noon, and the Mustangs play at is it here one thirty at Paducah Tillman High School. Ooh. And the girls are playing St. Mary, and the boys are playing CCA. So that's the first round, and then on Monday... Don't waste your time going to those. You can't say that. I can. Wow. Why would you, why would you want to watch the boys play CCA? Just offend a bunch of people. Just to, I'm not saying go watch them. I'm saying it is happening. That's what I'm saying. So McCracken I'm, and the, the boys and girls are going to advance to pretty much the regional tournament because they'll both play Tillman. The girls will certainly win. And the boys, and the boys will win. certainly win. Not against Tillman. No, I'm, I'm saying the girls are like... Either both way, teams they're going to make it region. to the regional tournament. Yes. Because both teams from the district... Wow, you took that way. I said they're getting their free, their free W and then they're playing either... They're both going to play Tillman. They're either going to play a team. It it just depends on who wins the districts, right? Yes. Because if you play, if you lose in the district championship, then you play a winner of a district championship. But you in still you could still luck region. out and play like District One, right? Which is Ballard and like Carlisle County and Fulton County. Like that's the one you want to play. Or you could not luck out and you get to play Marshall in the first round. Yeah, that would. That negative. really kind of sucks. Or you could also have to play Graves in the first round, and you really wouldn't want to do that. Aside from McCracken County basketball, because that's we know what's going to happen over the next week. It's March Madness time. <laughs> we have plenty to talk about when it comes to March Madness. We have plenty to talk about, like what happened today. Yeah, do we? We recording on Thursday. We're so recording ex- at Thursday at two. 30. Meaning Kentucky that played at 11. At, yeah. And they got beat by one point. And it, they blew it. Did they really? They were up. They were actually down by 14 at halftime. And then Deontay Allen went nuts in the second half. And they were winning by five. Five with a minute and a half remaining. And Mississippi State came back. Mississippi State went on a, went on a 6-0 run. In the last minute and a half, and one by one. Can we also talk about how Villanova got beat? That was I didn't. I don't by know Georgetown. Happened. I don't know what happened there. I can't. I only watched Kentucky, and then I watched uh, Michigan State lost to Maryland and looked terrible. And Virginia beat Syracuse in the ACC yeah, tournament didn't, didn't on a buzzer beater. Oh, and then I saw Texas Tech. Not Texas Tech. Oklahoma State beat West Virginia. So I mean, we, there's lots to get to now. March Madness is not for everyone, right? Like, not everybody loves basketball. Does anyone, like, is there any kind of March Madness, like, fandom in your household, Liz? Um, My sister, my stepsister, Ayla, she is a basketball person. She loves basketball, so she probably keeps up with all that. I, but you are not. No, I, not like, anymore. I've had to make brackets before and stuff, and I just, like, put the team that sounds the coolest for, like, Oh, that state's chill. I'll put them as the winner. So, like, 
you probably have the same success rate as like my eight-year-old cousin who oh, like definitely. picked them based oh off of God. mascots. Yes, definitely. I I don't even know enough about the ba- like basketball to know the mascots. Really? I just I'm like that state. That state's chill. I'm gonna put the them. The problem in my was bracket. whenever Lucas got to the point where he had the same mascots playing each other. Oh yeah, he liked because he had like Arizona playing Kentucky, and they're both the Wildcats. At that like, what point, do you, do there? you go with color. Right. I don't know. So I, I like how the, he did it. I like the red wildcat better. Right? The funniest thing was he was still the best thing in his family too. <laughs> just because picking, that that year, picking the, the sixteen seed beat the sixteen seed beat the overall one seed Virginia, and he picked the sixteen seed because he liked their mascot better. Which I don't even remember what their it was mascot a terrier. Was. Oh yeah, yeah, it was the terrier, and he's oh. like, "That's cooler than a Cavalier." He won because of course he did. But those are the those are the ones. So like, I still think to this day, if you get a perfect bracket, you win a billion dollars. You do. Now the odds of that are sixty eight factorial, which I don't know if you can do that in your number in your in your calculator. It's an unfathomably large number. That yeah, that's is, a lot. That doesn't you, your mind can't comprehend because it's sixty eight times sixty seven times sixty six times sixty times sixty five, all the way down to one. 68 factorial yeah so it's the it, that's the number with like the little exclamation point right that's yeah. what yeah. factorial is so right? like the also if you talk about factorials you. like if you shuffle a deck of cards you're the only one that's ever shuffled that like exact set of cards that set of 52 cards no yes. no way yes because it'd be the same thing it's 52 factorial and 52 factorial is approximately 8 with 68 zeros on it that's how many possibilities there are. That's one third of that number is the number of atoms on Earth. So you're thinking every time anyone has ever shuffled a deck of cards. Yes, it is. Te- it has it, been it is the only time impossible. that that specific arrangement. It's almost of impossible cards. that any that arrangement has ever happened again. That is crazy. That is. It's like, one of those things that's impossible to fathom. Like your mind can't understand why, but it is true. So that th- kind of thing happens. It's yes. Weird. So like. There was a there was a video there was like a Reddit thread and then a YouTube video about it that was like yeah you're it's as likely to happen as you play the lottery every billion years and then every time you win you throw a grain of salt in the Atlantic o- in the Pacific Ocean and then once you fill the Pacific Ocean that's how long it would take you to get the same deck of cards if you just kept shuffling to get the same to get something you've already got before. Wow, I'm I'm looking like a. I'm looking to see if they're what the like, and you know, it's 68 factorial. I wanted to see if there was like a one and whatever chance of. It's going to be one in some number that's ridiculous. We'll find out. The chances that it ever happens are ridiculous because last year we had somebody get to like the sweet 16 and they still hadn't, they still had 15 more games to go. They still had 15 more coin flips they had to get through because really that's all they are. They're just coin flips. Like, that's impossible. Not necessarily. Ostensibly, like there's there's a better than than there's a better than likely chance, but it, nothing's ever exact. So the here's the predict the odds of predicting a perfect NCAA bracket are one. Uh, that's more. That's more numbers than I know because it's not billion. It's beyond billion. Nine two two three three seven two oh three six eight five four. 
So the whole point is, and that's not even so. If like the, the the how you got the one in sixty. No, it's actually sixty-seven factorial. Is, right. That's just if every game was a coin flip. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the odds are better than that because not every game's a coin flip. Because you like in theory, you would know how to. What in four theory, games you have are four free out. wins every year, unless it's the one random chance that it happened. But in theory, you have four wins every year, where the one seeds always win. That's a little odd. That's a little odd for me. So there's too much math for you. Yeah, that, that's just too much math for me. Now for she you, likes Liz. Math and she didn't say anything. What? I was she getting liked- to a question. Oh, dang, flabbit. <laughs> now, Liz, what do you? We've talked about big odds there. What are your odds of doing well at archery state? Uh, I mean, you must I'm, use a factorial. I must use a factorial. Yes. I don't know. Is it like five factorial? I don't. I don't know if that's how. That's not how it works, does it? <laughs> no. I mean, I think like it's right 2. now, seven factorial. My current, my current hot, like my highest score currently is a 286 out of 300. And that was at the Livingston competition last year where I placed first place overall. Wow. Yeah, small little uh, First place overall. There. Yeah. Both now what men, was your score? My score was a 286. Which is out of what? 300. Dang. So, yeah. Um, And then this year, I'm shooting, on a good day, I'm shooting about that. On a bad day, not so much. But right now, last time I checked in the state, like the highest female archer is shooting a 296 out of 300. Oh my lord. So, I mean, if I went in and shot my personal best or higher, I could probably be in maybe like the top 20. So that's pretty. Yeah. Shooting a 296 out of 300. Is it scored similar to bowling? I don't know a bowling score. I because just, the, so, a perfect bowling score is 300. So the way they do it is, so your target, you have five arrows, and of course your little rings, you have 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 being the centermost ring. And so each arrow you shoot gets you like a certain number of points. So a perfect round, you have six rounds, three at 10 meters. Or, yeah, they do meters. 10 meters, and then three at 15 which doesn't sound a lot like a lot, but our bows have really low poundage, so it's they don't shoot all that hard. Yeah, so it's actually a lot. Dif- it's really difficult, and it's bare bow. But anyhow, so you have five arrows each round, so you have a possible a possibility of fifty shooting fifty each round. Oh, okay. And so then you have that's six how it can rounds add up to three hundred. Yeah. So if like five you times six plus you really zero. tank one round. Then, yeah. Then it can be over for you. Yeah. The Meters fact of almost hitting the like the the centermost is the ten, right? Yeah, it's about like like that big. So like, so like an, an inch, inch and a half, half or inch or something like that. Yeah. In diameter, that's pretty. And if, what is the farthest one again? How far away? Uh, fifteen meters. Which that's a quite a ways. Arbos don't even get up to twenty pounds, and I don't even shoot twenty pounds. Like I shoot less than that. And we shoot bare bows, so we don't have any sights. We don't have any any aids. Just nothing that helps you shoot better. So it's better. just the arrow, the string, and like it's, the actual bow part. Yeah. It's you, your bow, and your mind. Yeah, basically. So uh, that's all like something that I don't know about. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, 
Good luck at Archery State. Thank you. Good luck at DCI this summer. Yeah, hopefully And thanks that again for coming on the show. Jameson and I are going to come and talk about some more college basketball. We will, uh, we're going to break down a kind of a college football anomaly that we saw a couple weeks ago. That's next on The Main Report. Welcome back, everybody, to the main report coming to you from McCracken County High School and on 94.3 WKYX and anywhere you can get your podcasts. It's segment two of the main report. I'm Brendan Evers alongside Jamison Evers. And now we're going to talk about kind of a little bit of a college football anomaly that we were at. It's just it's just not something you expect to happen. Now, before we move any further, uh, once again, our thanks to Elizabeth for coming on the show uh, and talking about archery. Uh, it's great to have you. Um, and as I, we mentioned, we're friends off the uh, oh, outside of yeah, outside of the booth. We're friends, right? I just like how we can figure out more ways to say friends otherwise. Right. Um, but yeah, so two weeks ago, you and I last Saturday or no, two Saturdays ago. No. So it'll be two weeks ago from Whenever when this, this airs. Comes out. Anyway, um, our own mo- our mother was given tickets to an SIU Saluki football game, which SIU's normally pretty good, not great, right? And so but we go up, and I I asked him like the day before, I'm like, Jameson, who are they playing? And you're like, I was say they're playing North Dakota State. I just figured out. I'm like, they're gonna get smoked. Which, to be fair, the last time North Dakota State played SIU, SIU lost by 45. But I'm like, you know what? In times of COVID and all that, it's outside. There's only going to be uh, like 1,400 fans there total. Like, this will be great. We get to sit outside and watch some football, right? Because I hadn't watched live football that I wasn't playing in all year. And it turns out we went to a good game. Objectively, it wasn't even that good. Or, I mean, it was cool. The story was cool. The story was cool. Objectively, it wasn't even close, though. Right. Like, like if you looked in, like, okay. if you flipped the numbers, right? So, if North so Dakota context, State... Context. We, North Dakota State was a 17-point favorite at SIU, which means they're 20 points better than them. Right. Um, according to, to Vegas, which is normally a good way to look at it. And they lost 38-14. to 14. SIU won, beat North Dakota State 38-14. For context, North Dakota State had won 39 straight games and the last two FCS national championships. Right, and that also means that like they came into the game, and it's not like SIU... On a, on a 39-game win streak. And right. SIU was not ranked. They lost the week before to North Dakota, who's average. Now they're ranked like number five, but they were... Predicted to be average. North Dakota isn't bad. Like, the Missouri, the whole conference is actually pretty good. So, the the thing was, so, I, I say this, Prinny doesn't like hearing it, but I will continue to say it. The North Dakota State does get 
screwed uniquely in a way that not many other teams do. I think it's a complete in FCS. It's a it's a ridiculous argument that you're they have making. a quarter na- quarterback named Trey Lance who's going to be drafted in the top ten, and an offensive tackle that's name is Dylan Reduns, who's also going to be drafted in the top ten. So they got screwed in a little bit separate way than almost every other team. Doesn't take away they still probably would have lost this game because they got their butts whipped. I mean, it was 38-7 at one point. You can say they got uniquely shafted, but that still doesn't change the fact that they'd won nine out of the last 11 national championships. It was seven of the last ten, I think. So that's, or something crazy like that. It, It doesn't matter. They had to have been in this situation before, and they worked through it. You don't get, you don't say, oh, well, I lost a top 10 quarterback, and then show up and get smoked. Well, yeah, but they probably, so this year that this happened was supposed to happen in the fall. Right. When they would have had both those people. Like, they probably would have got a grad transfer to come play quarterback then. But I'll raise you the situation one more. SIU was playing on a ba- backup quarterback, too. I can't argue with you. SU, Baker, SIU, Baker was a backup quarterback. SIU played very well, and the difference in the game was... Um, so, if you look at the stats, it was time of possession, but that was really just... North Dakota State could do nothing on offense because they, they typically wanted to like get in power, run run the ball, and they couldn't do that that well. And then they really only spread them out once, and that was right before the half when they scored on a Hail Mary touchdown. Um, and when then, they were throwing the ball. and they were When they were throwing the ball. And then other than that, they didn't do that. They did nothing throwing the ball, and they did nothing running the ball. Um, they only had 270 on offense, and they never had the ball. They only had 18-minute time of possession, which is not good, and that's that's a complete opposite of what North Dakota State normally does, where they'd be like 40 time of possession, and they'd have the ball the whole game. 273 yards passing, though, from a backup quarterback is not bad. especially um, Yeah, th- that, that happened mostly because they SIU ran the ball well early and forced North Dakota State to try to stop the run. They did because uh, I, I remember they had a couple of they tried they on their first series they came out trying to throw the ball. Uh SIU? Yeah. Uh they, they And they're then like on first down they threw it. They ran the ball pretty well the whole game. I I, I don't have yards per carry here. This isn't a great thing for ESPN, but um yards per rush, three point five. For SIU? Yeah. So North Dakota State was actually more efficient on the okay, ground. But so you can go look. They had one dude with three carries for seventy eight yards. He had one like sixty yarder in there. So that's misleading, um, but I like Ramir Elliott. Yeah, so he had like five point one. But um, so the the other thing was the 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 main difference in the game was um, SIU had a defensive lineman that was number three. Can we figure out what his name is? Well, uh, yeah. Go let to me, SIU roster. Where? Where? Just Google it. I mean, let's just look up. It won't do it. Roster. Whoever number three is. We've got to find out who, yeah, who, once again, number three is. Because he was all over the place, and he was... I think this is just offense. Nah, defense, there it is. We got it, there it is. Uh, Jajuan... Jawan Blankenship? Jajuan... It's Jawan Blankenship. Jawan Blankenship. Wrecked the game. I mean, wrecked it. He was not blocked once the whole game, I don't feel like. Six-foot senior. R- wrecked the game. It's so, like, 
they could have so rushed. If, if they could have rushed one, and he would have somehow got there at some point. So even if he didn't, I mean, he, I don't know. He may have only had like one or two tackles for loss. Ruined the game. Like ruined it. That's true. And then North Dakota State's offensive line was huge, which they normally are. Um, but they just didn't. They just didn't manhandle SIU like they normally manhandle everybody. And in that respect, like he was the difference maker on defense. And then SIU did come out on offense, and they did do the right thing, which I think the backup quarterback may have helped them. They didn't do anything on offense to ruin the game. Like they didn't throw a pick six. They didn't turn it over at all. They do any didn't do anything to hurt themselves. Right. On offense. Now, if they'd lost, I would be coming in here and say they played it conservatively. But they had a backup quarterback. They did what was necessary. And their defense played lights out. So, in we talked about it, but like we don't want to break it down because we're not like SIU football aficionados. Yeah. It was just cool that we were there. So we need to move on in 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 a like an aspect of we were just there and we saw something that was not expected to happen. Not remotely. That's what we need to leave it at. If we'd flipped it and it would have been 38-14 North Dakota State, that's what everybody would have expected. Like, yeah, if that had been the final score but North Dakota State won, everybody would have been like, well, what did you think was going to happen? That's exactly what we thought was going to happen. Like, you thought that the North Dakota State defense would have been what held them down. You would have thought. I mean, they were 17-point favorites for a reason. And then I'm uh, I'm pretty certain, right, like – North Dakota State then had to go to Missouri State the next week, and, and they smoked them. Yeah, it was twenty-five nothing. It was. It was. It wasn't twenty-five nothing. Doesn't tell you how bad it was. It was never close. It was. From it was the opening kick. It was not right, close. but it, it was like they were. They just were. They were mad about getting beat by SIU. Getting waxed by SIU. So anyway, SIU plays Northern Iowa next week. And I think we're going to be there again, aren't we? Actually, today. Yeah, today. today. We're going to be there again. Um, Now that we've kind of seen SIU, we're now intrigued. I'm intrigued. Mostly because there's football on in the spring, and that's always fun. Why don't they do this all the time? Um, Because, so... I mean, I I get it. Like, the NFL draft hurts a lot. And and then then you don't want people playing two football seasons in the same calendar year. Like, that's not very good for anybody, anybody's body. Right. So, like, if I played at, um, we're going to say, South Carolina, and yeah. I was a backup for somebody, technically I played, like, in one game. Could I then be a grad transfer and go play at Northern Iowa in the spring if I wanted to? Well, this is a unique situation, so probably. But normally they play at the same time, so it doesn't matter. Right. Um, I think I think the spring football is cool. I think that was one of the most beautiful environment or like days for I football. I think they game. should either like they should maybe play on on like Thursday. Yeah, that'd be cool. Instead of every time having to be on a Saturday, like you're competing with like okay, if North Dakota State's playing SIU, and let's just say oh Ohio State's playing Wisconsin. Sorry, North Dakota State and SIU, you're not getting my eyes. Right, and I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna not watch. Them. Well, like the Mac does that. They play on Wednesday. They have it right. Yeah, they play on like Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I'll watch that. Like, because at that point, you're just looking for the diehard football fans. Which I'll be watching that. Who who want to watch. Who want something. to find something to watch. Um, or like Monday. 
Because we have Monday Night Football, but, I mean, Monday Night Football is normally pretty trash, too. Right, so we have Monday, but then, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, kind of. Thursday also has Thursday Night Football, but it's normally trash. So, like, but if you're, is, like, I don't, not a lot of people will watch that Thursday Night Football game just because. I don't think you realize how well the Thursday Night Football game does every week, Brittany. I, I don't. Well, I, I don't care about football. I don't care about the NFL. But the whole point is that it, it always is a ratings monster. It probably is because it's that like that one thing, that one dead it's point. A, it's a standalone game. That's why. Well, I always hated Thursday Night Football for one reason. And why? it's not because of the players' health, which I know that's their big argument. That's and if all players' health, they'll, they'll say, well, Thursday Night Football, we only have three days to prepare anyway. You have three days of rest. What I didn't like about it was I had watched a show by the name of Chicago Fire. Oh, and it was on Thursday. And it happened on Thursday, and its set hour was at 9. Okay, but... And then guess what? NBC bought the rights to Thursday Night Football in, NBC like, 2018. Hasn't, NBC hasn't had the rights to Thursday Night Football for the last two years. I said in 2018, they had Thursday Night Football that season. I remember this. And for, like, seven straight weeks, the show didn't happen. And they had like two episodes, and then it went went off for seven weeks because of Thursday Night Football. You're salty. I am salty. Anyway, now it's on, now it's on Fox. We Always. do need to have a little bit of a serious conversation in the show. To end the show or in the show? End the show. Okay. We only have uh, we're we only have like five minutes left. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Like that's one of those things I have no clue what you're talking about. Jerry Jones. Isn't he like the owner of the Cowboys? Yeah, he's the super rich dude. Oh, yeah. But you s- Basically, like, if how did the Dallas Cowboys even become America's football team? I have no clue. That was a weird transition. But anyway. That was, that was a really bad tra- transition. Well, you're talking about Jerry Jones. Yeah. Oh, I saw a video. This is totally off topic. Um, I saw a video. That was uh, Jerry Jones is in the NFL's Palpatine. I was like, he's not successful enough to be Palpatine. Wow. So, like... Like, how how's Jerry Jones Palpatine? He didn't do anything. He doesn't control everything, too. And even if he does, he's not very good at it. And you don't know he's controlling it. It's not like he's hiding in plain sight controlling the galaxy. you got to make everything a Star Wars reference. I just saw it, and it was, it was true. But you just said it wasn't true. It's not. You true. said it was true, and then you said it wasn't true. It's not true. So that's what it is. So it's not true. It's not true. Yes. Jerry Jones is not Palpatine. No, Palpatine he's not for the NFL to be Palpatine. Well, yeah, they they suck. Yes, and the the Dallas Cowboys are not that good. But it seems like. As with everything, it's just like UK and that it's like they play 16 home games a year. They're always playing at Jerry World. Like every time you turn on the TV, they're at home. They're always, the Dallas Cowboys are always on. It doesn't matter if they're playing at home or on the road. They're always on. But yeah, I think that's a good stopping point for us today. Um, Have fun watching March Madness, everybody. We're going to, we'll talk a little bit more about that next week after Selection Sunday and everything has happened. I think the tournament will be underway, actually, right? The tournament will be the first day of the tournament, the first day we record. So, yeah, that'll be that's a little bit more in-depth next week. We'll also discuss uh, where McCracken's basketball teams are 
at the end of next week. That it's the start of the girls tournament next Saturday, March the 20th. And that is a long day. They're going to play the entire girls first round on one day. Wow. One day. So that'll be a busy Saturday. That's a really um, long day. Yeah, that's next week or next Saturday. Um, for Jameson Evers, uh, I'm Brendan Evers. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week on the Lunar Forum.